Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala wa ba'd. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. All praise and thanks are due solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Traces peace, blessings and salutations upon our master and exemplar Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. I welcome you to this next episode of I Am Near or Unlocking the Hearts in which we discuss du'as or prayers from the Qur'an and sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. The du'a for today, قال الله عز وجل رب إني أعوذ بك أن أسألك ما ليس لي به علم وإلا تغفر لي وترحمني أكم من الخاسرين Again, رَبِّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ أَنْ أَسْأَلَكَ مَا لَيْسَ لِي بِهِ عِلْمٍ وَإِلَّا تَغْفِرْ لِي وَتَرْحَمْنِي أَكُمْ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ I read it again, this time with translation. رَبِّ O my Lord, إِنِّي Indeed I أَعُوذُ بِكَ I take refuge with you أَنْ أَسْأَلَكَ From asking you مَا لَيْسَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ About things of which I have no knowledge. وَإِلَّا تَغْفِرْ لِي And if you do not show mercy, or rather if you do not forgive me, وَتَرْحَمْنِي and show mercy upon me, أَكُمْ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ I will be among the losers. If you didn't manage to catch that, in my repetition thereof, no fret, because it is in surah number 11, that's surah Hud, verse number 47. So that is chapter number 11, verse number 47 of the Qur'an. This represents a dua by a great prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. And interestingly, this dua should be especially significant for anyone who happens to be a parent. For all of us, of course. But as you'll come to discover, the story behind uh, this particular dua, the, the incident is so striking, it's so moving, subhanallah. So we know basically what the story of Nabi Nuh is about, that Nabi Nuh called his people for so many years and they refused to believe in him. Then he warned them that Allah would send a punishment in the form of a flood and Allah commanded him to build the what is referred to as the ark, Noah's ark. And he commanded the people and the people thought that it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that he is uh, building an ark in the middle of the desert. But be it as it may, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused him to fill the ark with animals of all sorts. And uh, with people, those who believed in his message. But unfortunately, among those who refused to believe in his message was his own son was his very own son. So in the Qur'an, from verses 40 onwards, we find this story being narrated in Surah Hud, that's Surah number 11, verse 40 onwards. Herein, we, in fact, it goes even a bit before verse 40, and we can actually follow through with the story. But what I would like us to focus on is the context in which this dua takes place. It takes place... After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands Nabi Nuh to you know, board the ship and sail in the name of Allah. And so he did. And as he boarded the ship and the waves started coming and the waters started pouring down upon them, 
Nabi Nuh called out to his son, who up until this point had not believed in his father's message. So the Quran narrates this to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in verse 45 that Nabi Nuh called out to his Lord and he said, Oh my Lord, indeed my son is part of my family because Nabi Nuh was commanded to board the ship with his family. And here his own son disbelieves in his message and disbelieves in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he appeals to Allah. Nabi Nuh appeals to Allah and asks Allah because the the son unfortunately thought that he could find refuge in the mountains and he wouldn't want to uh, follow in his father's message so he would rather make his own way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that this would never be and his son unfortunately met his demise in that unfortunate incident. Now Nabi Nuh والسلام, is calling out to Allah, Oh Allah, but my son, my son. And he says, Your promise is true. And you are the most uh, just of those who judge. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to his dua. And Allah says to him, Qala, Ya Nuh, innahu laysa min ahlik. Oh Noah, this is verse number 46. We did 45. Now this is 46. Allah says to him, Oh Noah, indeed he laysa min ahlik. He is not of your family. Innahu amalun ghayru salih. He is a deed ghayru that is not salih, not righteous, not appropriate, not befitting. It was wrong. He is a wrong deed. And this is so striking, subhanAllah, because Allah is not saying... He committed a sin or he is guilty of a deed. Allah says that he is amalun ghayru salih. He is an act that is unrighteous. Subhanallah. And from this we learn that you are not your intention and I am not my intention. Yes, actions are based on intentions. But at the end of the day, the action that you actually take is what you are going to be judged by. In other words... You're not going to be based on your good intentions that you never managed to actually do. You may get the reward for that, but you will only be rewarded in the full sense of the word for what you actually managed to do. So sometimes we have so many intentions and then they remain in the realm of intentions. They, they never become a reality. Yeah, Nabi Nuh's son is described as his action because what's important in our lives is what we do. So if you think of yourself, you may think of yourself as a very good person or as a very bad person, but what are you judging it by? Are you judging it by the thoughts that you have or are you judging it by the good intentions that you have or the bad intentions that you have? No, I think we would first and foremost judge it and we should judge it by what we actually do, what comes forth from our limbs. Right? The person who thinks evil thoughts doesn't make that person evil if they don't act upon those thoughts. And it's very important for us to realize that we are not our thoughts. We are our actions. And so Nabi Nuh is told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's prohibited and he says, Allah tells him, فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ Do not ask me of that which you have no knowledge. This is not saying, don't ask me if you don't know. No, this is not that. This is saying, don't ask me about matters which you don't have any knowledge about. And yes, specifically it is referring to matters of the unseen because Nabi Nuh 
is begging Allah for his son, but his son didn't have the prerequisite of entering into the kingdom of Allah, which is Iman. And no matter how much we love someone, unfortunately, the prerequisite of them being accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is faith. faith. Faith is the foundation of our actions. We can have all the actions in the universe if it's not based on a belief in Allah's existence and a correct belief at that. Then our actions are null and void. May Allah protect us and not allow our actions to be null and void. We have to check deep within and see do we actually believe in, in an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we believe in the only God? And what makes us believe that? We need to look within ourselves. So if somebody leaves this world without Iman, it is prohibited for us to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that person because the decree of that person has already been explained to us by Allah and Allah prohibited the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah prohibited Nabi Nuh in this case and Allah prohibited Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa sallam and there are many examples of this and we know that Islam teaches if somebody dies and there's no evidence that they had been on faith in other words they didn't live as a Muslim, they didn't profess faith publicly, then unfortunately they would be treated as someone who did not die with faith. Now imagine just for a second, because our point is not about judging people when they die. Our point is about thinking that this is a Nabi of Allah. Nabi Nuh He's a prophet. The prophets are the best of the best, meaning that they are the most select few of the best creation which is humanity and the prophets are protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are what we call ma'soom that's what we believe they are infallible but we still see throughout the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the lives of the other prophets that they still struggled with their family members they still struggled with their marriages they still struggled with their children and these are human struggles that Allah Ta'ala had made part and parcel of living on this earth. And for this reason, throughout the Qur'an, our children are referred to as tests. And our wealth is referred to as a test. And it's really up to us to pass the test. And if we don't, unfortunately, we're going to fail the test. So, in his desperation, Nabi Nuh والسلام, is calling out to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala regarding his child. He is worried about the, the outcome of, the, of his child in the year after. Because remember, his destruction in this world is nothing in comparison to what the, the year after potentially holds. So he's calling out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his child. And with that sort of desperation, he then gets this response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he then immediately calls and makes this dua. Qala Rabbi inni a'udhu bika. And as'alaka ma laysa, ma laysa li bihi ilm. Oh my Lord, indeed I ask you, I take refuge in you, and I take refuge in you of asking you from that which I do not have any knowledge. Wa illa taghfirli. And if you do not forgive me, wa tarhamni, and if you do not show mercy upon me, akum min al khasirin, then I will be from among the, the losers. So what we see here, is that in this dua, Nabi Nuh والسلام, is submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even as far as his children is concerned. In other words, he's saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, it's my mistake, you know, I come back to you. 
I take refuge in you from from you know wanting of you that which is unbecoming. And he says this in a beautiful way that I ask you from that which I have no knowledge of. And then turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And if you do not forgive me and if you do not have mercy upon me, I will be of the losers. In other words, I'm not in control. If I am going to if I'm going to attempt to be in control, I'm going to end up as a loser. If I don't get it from you, where do I get it from? I need your forgiveness, I need your mercy, I need your guidance. Now, why I said right at the beginning of this episode that this is going to be of particular interest to parents is we can relate as parents to the struggles of a parent with a disobedient child or with a child that is not on the right path as far as some aspect or the other of their lives is concerned. We can understand the challenges in disciplining children and we can understand that for your child to be astray from the Sirat al-Mustaqim, for your child to be disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to sort of have to deal with the idea that it is because of you that they are the way they are is something very difficult for the mind and for the heart to process. And we know that this is a human thing but every parent simply wants the best for their child. And when a parent realizes or thinks to themselves that, you know what, am I failing in relation to my children? And usually the parent who does exceptionally well is the first to think such thoughts. The parent who isn't really concerned, who doesn't put half as much effort in uh, with regards to bringing their children on the Surat al-Mustaqim, they wouldn't necessarily have this type of thought. So when, you know, an effort-driven uh, parent or, or driven parent for that matter has this concern, Ya Allah, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I making the right decisions with regards to my children? I want the best for them, but do I really know what the best for them is? Then in those moments, what we should do is surrender ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in relation to our children and realize that we can only but do our best. And the outcome is in the hands of Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. This mustn't be an excuse that you now don't do your best and you simply say, well, I did whatever I could. You need to make sure that you are in fact doing your best. But then once you've done that, understand that if a Nabi of Allah could have challenges with his children, who am I to think that I am protected in a sense or that I am uh, immune of having challenges with my own children and while I am responsible for my flock I'm only responsible to the extent of my ability and Allah will not test me beyond the extent of my ability so I'm not responsible for their sin but I'm responsible for my guardianship over them. I'm responsible for the authority that Allah has given me in relation to them. I'm responsible for making those decisions on, on their behalf that they were not wise enough or mature enough to make 
on, you know, by themselves. I'm responsible for the decision I made in relation to where they would get the education or how they would get the education or from whom they would get the education. I'm responsible for what I permitted in their lives and for what I disapproved of. I'm responsible for what they spend their time with if I was the cause of that. So we turn to Allah and we beg of him as Nabi Nuh begged him with the hope that inshallah we would have a better outcome than what had transpired with Nabi Nuh for we can have that desperation before it is too late inshallah Rabbi inni a'udhu bika an as'alaka ma laysa li bihi ilm wa illa taghfir li wa tarhamni akum min al-khasirin O my Lord I indeed take refuge in you from asking you from that or about that which I have no knowledge and if you do not forgive me and if you do not have mercy upon me, I will be from among the losers. Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah ta'ala accept. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.